Welcome back to the On The Fucking Vibe podcast where we normalize expansive conversations around all things mind, body and soul. On the podcast we have conversations with people living everyday lives doing incredible and extraordinary things, normalizing the life that they desire for themselves. This is the podcast that gives you the permission to really go after what you desire, the ways of being, the mindset, the the wellness, the body, whatever it is that you desire to bring into your life, these conversations are going to help you in your growth, your self-development and your journey to wholeness. Let's get into it. Hello my loves, welcome back to another episode, Full Transparency. I had to cut the first one short because I've been eating pistachios and I got one lodged in my throat and and I had a full-on coughing fit. But like, look, I'm alive and we're here and we are in a, a new year. It was Chinese New Year's today, so start of the Lunar New Year. And permission. If you had the New Year energy and you're like, okay, cool, we're five weeks in, what's what's the vibe? There's another New Year. There's another chance for you to get back on whatever it is that you're not, not that you stepped off it, but just bring some more intentionality and a freshness to another part of the world that is starting a fresh New Year. So first up happy new year for that my partner is my fiance is Chinese Malaysian so we didn't celebrate this year because of a tradition him someone in his family recently passed and you don't celebrate for 100 days so no big celebrations there but just such a beautiful time to spend with family and yeah my cup is very very full yesterday I feel like I had the the dream day we had our coach by coco in-person community event which we do meditation and journaling and then hold a space for for anyone that wants to bring something in that they want a voice and they want to be vulnerable to be held in that space and then we go for coffee after and it is it is just the vibe so if you're in Christchurch or if you're close and you want to travel they run monthly on a Saturday it's usually the second Saturday of the month but if you want more details, look me DM. And then I went to a festival in the afternoon with some friends, which was very fun. Went sober, great times, and just all the things about navigating 2024 sober. And yeah, it was it was cool. It was cool to see myself in that space and not feel like I like I literally didn't even think about it. And it was and I don't say that to be like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about it. But I say it as in like, there were so many times in my life that if I had made this decision to like go sober and, and not to drink for 2024, then it would have been all that was on my mind. And there would have been so many beliefs and so many stories and so many, so much energy spent around just having a drink or not having a drink rather than just doing it or not doing it so it was a really cool anchoring point for me to go like I left and I was like oh I literally didn't even think about it which was incredible it was a big moment for for me and my in my journey not only with alcohol but my relationship with myself and and just how I how comfortable and solid I feel in the fullest expression of dancing like a silly goose and and being present where a lot of people were drinking or just you know living their best life which I can love but yeah I was also living my best life so that was cool and then we had family dinner 
which was lovely. So just an all-round great day. <laughs> and yeah, life update from this whole week. This week has been, it's kind of been coming out of a season, not even a season, just like a couple of weeks of very deep healing. And yeah, I'd to explain the last couple of weeks, it has been the honoring of my emotions and the honoring of my my soul and really deeply looking after and caring for myself from an even deeper level. Like what was required of me to to show up, to honor, to feel, to heal, to do all of the things and also still like live predominantly predominantly like a regular life and I love my life and it's it's great but there was there was a bit to process and there was a bit to unpack and there are some things shifting in my life that I didn't think would ever have to shift (laughs) and I think that this when I talk to uncertainty and kind of what I experienced last year around a season of uncertainty, a season of not knowing what was going to happen next. There's a difference between the uncertainty that that life gives you, which ultimately is predominantly what you have manifested as opportunities for growth and for learning to get your blessings or the uncertainty that you choose yourself. The uncertainty that you decide to push your edges and proactively do for yourself to grow to be your fullest expression and to just have a deeper experience of life by being someone who lives a deeper experience and that has very much been both of those energies over the last couple of weeks something that I did a lot of work around a couple of years ago kind of resurfaced in a new way and it very much was like a a deeper calling to a soul level of healing a soul level of of nurturing and and kind of knowing what that meant for me and and fully knowing that that's not going to be a quick fix but the first part of that was to to feel it out and to cry literally every day for two weeks and that is so good like there was a time in my life where I couldn't cry there was a time in my life where I couldn't even honor my emotions I couldn't even see what was going on and I just sweep all under the carpet rug and so kind of looking back now like four days not crying (laughs) not um not I've just cried every day of gratitude for my life which is just normal as per but kind of coming out the other side of this couple of weeks it's crazy I was talking on another guest podcast this morning that it's so funny like we go through these healing stages of life and it feels so painful and there were times in that two weeks like like I'll be fully honest and transparent with you like there were times in that two weeks where I was like I don't know if I can do this like I actually was just there was there was a lot a lot to hold and kind of when I heard myself say that I was like wow this is this is a new level of healing this is a new depth and not to make that wrong but to recognize what I had been holding on to previously what was 
still in my unconscious that I hadn't looked at and what was still a belief to shift in my mindset and yeah not only my mindset but physically holding tension in my body and healing from a deep soul level and I feel like my work at the moment and I don't know if I've talked about it in the podcast before or not so do with that what you will but <laughs> but kind of getting to this point of really deep spiritual and soul healing and faith being yeah faith being tested and initiated like never before and yeah there's a big decision that is pretty much being made about my life and it's scary it's exciting I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm really excited about it and what this is going to mean for opportunities that are coming for things I want other things I want to do but this needs to shift and that's really cool so (laughs) but it's so funny like you get to the other side of it and you're just like I can't imagine myself a week ago two weeks ago being in so much pain and so much uncertainty and now kind of going all the way through it rather than fucking sweeping under the carpet rug or bypassing it going all the way through it you sit on the other side more solid you sit on the other side with more knowing as to where you're going, clarity as to who you are and what you want and all of the things. And energetically, a lot of things have shifted and realigned to make that as well. And it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I sit here going, I just can't even imagine not feeling the serenity and the peace that I feel right now. But full knowing that if I didn't go all the way through it like I did for so many years of my life, then unconsciously all of this would be held in my mindset and then in my behaviours and my actions would align to that and it would be held as tension and illness in my body. And yeah, it's cool. We're going into a very a season of change, but everything is good. Out of a season of a lot of, yeah, just... I talk about seasons because it felt like months, <laughs> but it was only a couple of weeks. And and it's the thing. Sometimes we think, oh my gosh, I've been crying every day for two weeks. But there's something really powerful about letting yourself feel for a while, whether it's an hour, a day, two weeks, two months, like depending on what it is, like maybe you need that time and just honor that, like honor your journey, honor what you need. And honour what you need to be able to show up and do all of the things that you want to do. It's not to, you know, tap out and go, I'm on a healing journey and I'm not going to do nothing for like months and months. And if you require that, like if you honestly require that, fully fucking permission to do that, please. Like, please let yourself. (laughs) But majority of the time, the healing that you will be doing and the more you honour yourself, the more you equip and support yourself to feel, to heal, to do that, the more life you can actually live in the moment at the same time. And that's the duality. That's duality of life. So, yeah, that's been my week. So, ending it feeling really good. (laughs) And so much exciting stuff coming up. We've got Vibe, the retreat, happening in three weeks, which is just fucking epic. And the woman that are already coming on that retreat is it is just already such an incredible space and the vibe retreat doors close in 
a couple of weeks time so if you're listening to this in real time and you have been looking at it or if you're like I've got no idea what you're talking about yet and you're wanting to experience a space that normalizes the life that you desire and empowers you and gives you the blueprint to go on and create that for yourself outside of the retreat to do mindset do body work do soul work and also experience a really cool space with with other powerful women then the space is for you so dm me if you have any questions if you want the links for stuff final release is only two more spots left and final release is 1777 new zealand dollars so if you would like to join on that i would absolutely love to have you and we also have grounded starting at the end of the month so if you follow me on instagram you would know that it's my bread and butter baby but grounded is the five month journey there's three tiers of a master course which is all of the trainings mastermind which is a a group container with a group of five women and that is has fortnightly coaching calls and fortnightly integration calls added to the trainings as well and then all access has one-on-one access monthly to me so we have a monthly call together as well as everything else from tier one and tier two so grounded really being the space for you to learn (laughs) the tools to learn the practices and all of the things that allow you to support yourself to not only navigate life as it comes but also to support yourself in the healing to support yourself in whatever it is that you may be processing in your life and also to ground yourself in the exciting things that you're wanting to create to ground yourself in the solidity and the knowing of who you are so that you can go out and actually create the life that you desire for yourself these are the tools the practices the mindset the way of being through your mind body and soul that i have integrated into my life to not only allow me to navigate very intense seasons of of change and uncertainty but also so i can go out and live to choose to live and experience my most fulfilled and inner peace life so if you want any more details about that we start on the 27th of february a couple weeks away and the mastermind there are still a few spaces available for the group container so if you have any questions flick me a dm on instagram or book a discovery call in my link in bio on insta and all the links are in my show notes to my website there's also a link to a free five-day course if you are wanting to access some of those tools now and have a look into how you can integrate them to solidify and connect to your mind body and soul so with that very very cool episode with tali that we recorded a couple weeks ago around relationships and honestly like this is a long episode get a cup of tea but it is such a powerful episode if you're in the season of navigating relationships and all of the things that come with that is the very very basic need for connection as humans if we did not have connection we would die and if we have less of it it is it is negative for our health health outcomes then this is the episode for you we take it in so many different directions not only relationships as an intimate but friendships and also with yourself 
So with that, enjoy this episode and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye! Hello everyone and welcome back to the On The Fucking Vibe podcast for a very special guest episode. I'm going to get her to jump on and introduce herself so we can get straight into it. Tali, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I'm honestly, I'm so excited and nervous <laughs> to be here, but I, I really think we've got a good conversation. Like we don't really know what we're going to be speaking about no. apart from the topic that I've brought forward, which is relationships. But yeah, I feel like there's a lot to unpack here. So I'm very, very excited. And just to have a platform where you c- we can dive into it and just have like mm. an honest conversation rather than it can be hard, obviously, on Instagram or, or shorter form places like that where you can't like fully unpack. So dissect, <laughs> dissect it. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, that's why I love podcasts and the whole preface of on the fucking vibe is to normalize the vibration, the conversations, the expansiveness of how you can take one thing, one topic or or a hundred topics, but dissect them to a level and like normalize that that level of conversation gets to it gets to be normal for mm. for the listener and whoever is is going to be listening to this episode. So I'm yeah, very excited. We love. Very excited for this F and it just makes so much sense. We were talking in the DMs like last week and, and Tali jumped in with the with what she wanted to speak to. And I was like, well, perfect, because yesterday's episode was like already scheduled and primed for what we're going to talk to on relationships today. And I was like, it just makes sense that we have a guest episode. It was like <laughs> literally best. the exact same. It was, it's always I the best. That. And am I surprised? No, no. <laughs> it's always the way but I feel like it's going yeah. to be interesting for us because like it's such a juxtaposition like you've just mm. got engaged and I'm so keen to hear more about that and then I'm like seven years single dating for the last six months like looking for my soulmate like, yeah and then there's other things of course like friendships and relationship with self mm. and like with clients and so much yeah it's up it's our basic one of our basic needs is being a human there is so much to dissect and I feel like we just come from like the perfect opposites to have like a very like balanced conversation around this as well which is something very for exciting. everyone <laughs> something for everyone which we love the opening question for my guest Holly is what's on the fucking vibe for you this week so that could be Ooh. anything from maybe there's like a self-care routine that you're like I'm really vibing that maybe it could literally be like a food or standards or literally anything that comes first to mind what's on the fucking vibe for you this week darling okay well actually three things came to mind which great insight to my brain it's like ping pong falling everywhere but I would say the first thing is I very much have been looking forward to this conversation like honestly I've been up for nearly six hours and it's like okay when's this conversation happening where is that um I would say the second thing is pineapple (laughs) which is so random we do love a food (laughs) pineapple I mean I love food in general and and my health is a big value but pineapple Mm. lately I've just been until now it's been one of those like seeds fruits like I don't want to cut it up like sometimes it's shit you know but at the moment I'm really loving it and tin pineapple as well which probably isn't the best for my health but Mm. you know we like to mix it up but that is definitely on the vibe for me 
And then the final thing <laughs> is um, it was my birthday yesterday. So my housemates um, got me like a facial and oh. honestly, as a new dog mum, like I need some self-care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I'm really excited for that. I'm just going to go ahead and book it for this week because I'm like, yeah. yeah look after my baby I'll be back <laughs> I'll be back I'm off honestly a facial I was never like a skincare girl it was very much before the self-care era but mm. honestly a facial stunning walk out of there just mm. glowing like it's one of those things like why the fuck have I not done this before yeah like, I agree. I would say like the past few years, I've really focused on health inside out. And so Mm -hmm. I haven't so much turned to facials, but I was like, set the intention this year. I'm like, nah, like I'm bringing it back because I feel like I'm at a good spot inside out now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, now I'm just going to do the the extra things. Yeah. And it's like those extra things that just like get to become normal as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're normalizing yeah. facials in 2024. We are normalizing facials in 2024 <laughs> or any or any type of like extra that you like bring into your life. It's like normalize the extra is something you actually like budget or actually like bring into mm. normality. That's like what's the luxury? Yeah, that's my thought process kind of random, but with um buying my puppy. I was like I'm just mm-hmm. going to normalize this expense. Like I want a puppy, so I'm going to make it work. <laughs> and you just make it work. Yeah. And it just works out every time. Yeah. 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 This is it. I always say to my partner, I'm like, we make it work until we can't and then we make it work. Mm, I love that. And it's like. It's scary, but that's where the growth is, right? Yeah, literally. Like we make it work in our current awareness. We make it work in what we can currently see, the facts and the information that we have, the versions of ourselves, mm. and then life itself happening. And then when it's not working, we make a new plan and we make Mm. it work again. Mm. It's not the easiest thing to continue, but it's better than completely giving up and throwing in the towel and yeah, not being in that place and that opportunity for growth and for lessons. I love that. Mm. (laughs) me trying to hold the space because I said off air that this is my second interview so it's going to be a little challenge for me to not ask the questions and just Mm -hmm. surrender (laughs) surrender yeah so and this I think this is perfect because it's that conversation and Mm. yeah so Tali to start us off I want you to I want to ask you why you wanted to have this conversation around relationships. Mm. Like what was that thing that kind of sparked in your heart to message and say, this is what I'm wanting to speak to. This is what I feel like is going to be really a really powerful conversation with you and for people listening on the other side of it. Okay. (laughs) Where do I begin? Um, Okay. What I would say is this is a huge focus for me in my personal life, but also in my business. So if you think about relationships, like we are impacted by the people closest to us. And, you know, just to give a cliche quote that everyone will resonate with, it's like, we are the fifth person, right? In our, Mm -hmm. in our friendship circle, your four closest people, you're just going to be the uh, second them, if you will. Um, So it's really interesting when you actually look at that to see where they do have such an impact in your life and when you're not 
so much looking at that. Um, it's it's just a very unconscious thing of how much we mimic the people around us and how much we also let the people around us determine the trajectory of our life, right? Mm -hmm. When you're not looking at that, but when you do stop and look at it, it's like, holy shit, I didn't take that action or I didn't do that thing because that person didn't approve. So that's really the last few months, I would say my work in, in my life has been just like keeping stuff to myself and not in a way mm. of hiding, but in a way of, you know what, this is my life. I want to have my process. And like, of course I'm coming when I am sharing things, it's coming from a space of like, just being aware now of, of the impact or I guess what's the word I'm looking for. Um, influence that other people mm. are having on that decision or conversation but yeah I would say I've just really come into this hyper awareness of of how people can really either hold you back or help expand you to where you mm. want to be mm. yeah and so Absolutely. that's just really what I'm focused on and when I think about my journey um, personally, but also in business. So I didn't mention it before, but I am a mindset coach. And I would say my biggest thing or teaching is actually just living your most authentic life. And when I think about mine, like it all started with my relationship with myself, right? And how that looked was actually a lot of solitude and a lot of separating myself from people to really Mm -hmm. figure out who I was and where I wanted to be, what I wanted to do, what I liked, you know, all those beautiful things. And that has benefited me so much. Mm. So I would say relationships, they are such an important part of your life. And it's not just the relationship with you you have with yourself. It's not just the relationship you have with your partner or your friends. It also comes down to things like your body and food and money and sex and, you know, like social media, like what is your relationship with that, you know? And it's just like, again, cliche, but it all comes back to you. So this Mm. is like, I guess my life's work and I think work that everyone should be doing. Um, And so whilst the topic is very broad, I'm just like, I'm in my lover girl era. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to say. My soft lover girl era where I'm really just leaning into love, right? And yeah. um, that's obviously a big part of relationships. Absolutely. Don't mind me closing my window as my dog barks outside. That's so this fun. Is, <laughs> we keep it real around here. <laughs> the The very basis of all relationships is is that deep love that love that comes from that place of the deepest level of trust and respect and the relationship you have with yourself is the the relationship you have with everything outside of you Mm. is also and can be a direct reflection of the relationship with yourself nothing in 99% of cases nothing is mutually exclusive the relationship we have with food is a reflection of what maybe there's parts that we're not safe to step into or express or safe to look at and and process within ourselves because we're finding something external of ourselves to have 
a relationship mm. process around whatever that may be or with mm-hmm. a partner or with something else anything outside of ourselves sometimes we we tend to quote unquote fix something our relationship mm. with something outside of ourselves and just something kind of comes in its place and at the very at the very core of it we can do all of the external work but we have to start and continuing and keep in our awareness that everything at the end of the day comes back to the relationship we have with ourselves, how we treat ourselves, and how we learn to treat to talk and to hold ourselves to the standards that we love and deeply respect our own mm. energy that is how we're going to learn and we're going to teach other people to treat us as well in relationships yeah yeah standards is such a big one like too often we go back to our conditioning or our childhood wounding or you know what's comfortable and deemed acceptable but it's like if you actually want different you know you have to set a different standard because your reality is reflective of that standard so if Mm. you can't hold a standard then you can't expect to have that reality that you're desiring yeah and when you when you are looking at the relationship with that as well it's not doing something once and expecting a different outcome for something that you have done a hundred plus times in your life and and this is not to like freak you out but this is (laughs) factual this is like from like a scientific lens of like you know how you actually retrain and reframe and all of Mm. the things within your brain like doing one thing once is not going to energetically change the standard to shift the reality that you desire for your life it's over doing something having taking aligned action but then Mm. keeping consistent and holding yourself in that uncomfort until that leaning into that uncomfort and that resistance and Mm. building a sense of self that that is safe and that is okay and and that that's actually the most powerful aligned thing for you to do the most authentic thing for you to do and then at the end of the day you can be that is actually by standard that is when your external reality changed that is when the relationship with your partner your food or whatever it may be Mm. is going to shift because you held yourself there for the temporary keyword temporary level (laughs) of discomfort that was required of you to get the outcome the result the result that you want in your life yeah two things just dropped in for me and that is the first being like be the energy you want to attract and that's something I really believe in is being in integrity with what you're actually desiring and then I think number two is that discomfort you mentioned of like specifically relationships like when you are holding a higher standard there's always going to be that period of loneliness as well and Mm -hmm. I think too often we look at other people who have the dream friendships and the dream man and and all the things and and I'm right in the fields here with you guys but we look at that and it's like we think that they didn't have to experience it like we almost you know we compare ourselves and we're like oh they're just lucky but people just don't really talk about that because and I'm fully for this they're having their own process you know Mm -hmm. like we don't have to share everything with everyone I think as coaches it can be easy to feel like we're not being authentic if we're not sharing Mm -hmm. every single little thing but I think sometimes it's like we're actually just on the journey with you we're just healing we're processing we're we're expanding our capacity to hold and share these things and yeah I feel like that was just something I really wanted to Mm -hmm. drop in here of everyone's on their own journey Mm. 
yeah and, and the thing is with, with life with with anything it's like someone that you learn from maybe they're only one step ahead of you but that one step is going to completely change your life and don't mm. don't think that you can't learn from someone that isn't like quote-unquote fully healed because one that doesn't mm. exist and two maybe that's not actually the potency of the lessons you need to learn at that time in your life whether that's a coach a mentor a a friend or a, an experience that you're being gifted to to journey and move through mm. like sometimes it's just like look at what's in front of you look at what you're being presented with that is the key to unlocking what you actually desire mm. yeah yeah key key message there like you can learn from anyone or any situation mm-hmm. and yeah. and that's the thing with with relationships Hmm. you have a relationship to everything in your life there's nothing you quote-unquote need to do or to you know bring into your life it's like you can start with the relationship with yourself in this very breath Hmm. (laughs) there's nothing you really need to you know bring in or action apart from the willingness to to start and to go deeper yeah and I would say just letting and I know that this can be controversial but if you believe in everything being a mirror, right? Some things just aren't. Like there are assholes out there, excuse me, French. But if you allow everything to be a mirror, like how can I learn from this? There's something so powerful in that as well. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, we can take it a bit overboard. But when you, you know, maybe just treat it as a season where it's like, cool, I'm just going to like this week see what I can learn from every given situation like get the fuck out of the house take Mm -hmm. yourself to a cafe and just observe what's going on around you and you actually be surprised by how much you learn about the world but also about yourself and your relationship to other people and things Mm -hmm. yes Mm. yes and there is there is that distinct key just because something is happening to you doesn't make it your fault. It doesn't make it your quote unquote full responsibility, but there is always responsibility you can take in your response. There is always always some level of responsibility and some level of control over the outcome. Even if 90% of it, the thing that is happening to you is very uncalled for and is out of integrity and is not something that quote unquote should be happening. But there is always, always, always some responsibility you can take, even if that is to to feel, to be vulnerable, to connect with someone. There is always something that you can take responsibility for, even if it comes from take responsibility to be compassionate with yourself <laughs> for something that is happening. Because mm. that's the thing. When when we speak relationships, especially from that lens of everything is a mirror, it's like, yeah, at first everything will be a mirror. If you start to look at your relationships, you go, oh, I've created these connections with these people because they they fill or they validate or there'll be parts of, of people that surround you that allow you to keep in a certain space or a certain frequency or a certain reality. And that is safe. And that's actually like recognizing and deeply acknowledging that that's, that that's where you're at. And that is mm. so perfect. You're a human being. Your number one value as a human being, unconsciously, consciously, whatever, is to be safe, is to put Mm. yourself in a room where you feel familiar, where there is no change, where you get to have that just like slight changes in dopamine, but you get to feel safe within your familiar environment. Looking at shifting that and going, 
okay, what if everything else was a mirror? Mm. Feels very unsafe. So it's like venture into that. You don't have to go gun ho and like flip your life upside down. You can absolutely permission to do that mm. if you decide to. That is your path. Go for your life. But also you don't have to do that all at once. You also get to venture into it piece by piece, like focus on an area of your life. What is what is the area you have most re- resistance to the relationship with at the moment? What is taking up most of your energy that you don't want to? Mm. And like w- work on that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I think the piece around flipping your life upside down, like I've definitely been there. I said to you off air, like I feel like I've spent the last few years just totally dysregulated. And from a place of just striving for self-improvement, like 24-7. And I think it just comes back to meeting yourself where you're at. Like some people, like you said, do that if you want. And some people just, that's just their nature, right? They just want to go all in. And all in also looks different for everyone. So Mm. I think like, yeah, I think it all comes back to just meeting yourself where you're at and in that it's like reducing the noise around you of what other people want or where they're at because it can be very easy like I mentioned your relationship with social media like it can be so easy to compare yourself to what everyone else is doing and like you're not even conscious of it until you are you know what I mean like it's such Mm. an unconscious thing because social media is just so normalized today you wake up you scroll and then you wonder why you feel shit 15 minutes later. It's like because you actually spent that time outwards comparing yourself to other people instead of going inwards and actually mm. just connecting with who you are and, and where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah, that relationship with consumption can be the thing that inspires and expands you and also like links you back to yourself, allows you to self-inquire or it can be the thing that distracts you from your path it can be the thing that takes away your energy and you're choosing to do that from a place of unconscious safety it's safer to be familiar in the scroll than it is to self-inquire and very much speaking from a place of like three to four years ago my screen time was very quote-unquote low but I wasn't spending any of that quote-unquote spare time like you're you're scrolling your screen time doesn't have to be high doesn't have Mm. to be mine was like under an hour before I started my online business doesn't have to be high yeah I was one of those girls I literally was like I don't know how to use Instagram but like it doesn't have to be high to be caught in that trap of comparison and Mm. there's that part of what else are you filling the void with what else are you comparing with is it people that are and your physical reality it doesn't have to be social media but it is the very core root of it is comparison and distraction and using that spending your energy there rather than deeply connecting with yourself or Mm. genuine connection with other people genuine quality connection yeah yeah for sure and that's something when I look back to like the times I spent in so much solitude there was a phase there where I wasn't genuinely in solitude because I was distracting myself with things like social media. Mm. So that's something for, you know, anyone listening to think about. It's like, if if you think that you spend a lot of time alone, is it quality? Mm-hmm. You know, like, is it genuine connection? Is it genuine quality time? Or are you just feeling that, that time with mindless 
activities like scrolling mm. or going into the more internal comparison against mm-hmm. yourself or your future version of yourself that you want to be and being more of a um internal self-doubt or just an internal comparison process mm. rather than using that space and time to actually sit in solitude and and build from this foundation of who you are what you want what you say you value and just being like you're a human being not a human doing one of my favorite quotes <laughs> but at the end of the day what are you what are you doing if all you're doing is doing mm. and I know that sounds there's so many doings in that sentence <laughs> but but it, it truly comes back to that especially not only building a relationship with yourself there is definitely a season where solitude is required and I, I resonate with with what you said so deeply mm. and having that season letting it letting it be okay and, and using that so powerfully and then coming out of that season and not losing that connection with yourself that you've built mm. yeah yeah because I think this applies to a lot of things but you know you get to have it all you get to have both you get to have that quality connection with yourself quality deep you know whatever you want to call it and you get to have that with other people as well it doesn't have to be one or the other but it's like making sure that I just think at the start you usually tend to swing to one where it's like for me it Mm. was solitude I was like no I just like these people (laughs) like I don't know what what influence they're having on me I'm just gonna retreat and and work that out alone but I definitely think when it comes to um, moving on then to spending time with people, it's like don't lose that time that you mm. spend with yourself as well. Like that still needs to be a priority. Yeah, 100%. Because that, that being the priority, like a key a key word that I worked through around relationships was resentment. And mm. I, I felt like I say the word resentment and people go, oh, like that's a bit of like a it's an uncomfortable word because it's Mm. like you know it's low vibe I'm like yeah it is low vibe but we all have it we all experience it we experience all emotions like but it's something that is so I see is so incredibly important to being a part of our joy and being able to experience really fulfilled genuinely connected relationships where we are clear energetic channel and space safe space for not only ourselves but other people in our life and looking at when we go from what it, wherever you're at, but building relationship with other people, checking your resentment and going, it comes back to that self-responsibility piece of like, oh, what thing am, am I allowing to happen in this relationship? Is this a relationship that I'm wanting to continue with and that I'm wanting to build and strengthen? Yes, okay. Step two, mm. what part is there? What boundary do I need to set? What standard do I need to uphold within myself to strengthen the connection like boundaries connect you with other people mm. and looking at if you held that boundary if you held that standard where would your resentment just dissolve and disappear as as a byproduct of just being the embodiment of the relationship that you want to have with other people by being that for yourself yeah I love that you brought this up because I think a lot of people listening wouldn't be aware of the resentment that they feel in their body because I would mm. say like I've definitely for a long time before I really got into my healing I had a lot of resentment in my body but I didn't acknowledge it because I didn't I didn't realize that 
we are human and we experience every single emotion, right? I didn't have that Mm. language. I didn't understand emotions or what was happening in my body. But when you can actually, first of all, believe that, like understand that and have that awareness, then you can just um, see and honor every emotion, Mm. right? And I think resentment, yeah, to people who don't have that awareness that it's, you know, emotions live in the body like to people who don't have that awareness that they have probably felt resentment before and they probably feel it a lot more than they are aware of um Mm. that can definitely be triggering yeah Mm. yeah and I think it's good like I I like I I use it now a lot because I had such deep healing with that word and with that 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 shadow and that part of myself that was so unsafe it Mm. felt so unsafe to express resentment or to acknowledge that oh my gosh someone does something and it inconveniences me and I feel like I feel wrong feelings towards someone how dare I like but acknowledging and looking at that it it really ties into that people pleasing energy of Mm. if you have boundaries and if you have standards then you're not pleasing someone else you are one pleasing yourself but Mm. also everything's out on the table like there's no pleasing there is just simply take it or leave it like this is my genuine authentic setting a boundary from a very the deepest place of love not only for yourself from a, for a self-protection mechanism yes sometimes it is absolutely required but in most cases a boundary is to connect you to someone else and not to protect you from them so looking at okay is this boundary does it only serve me or does it equally serve me and the other person that I'm setting it with? Mm. And in that, that is going to lead to no resentment from your side and no resentment from the other person on the other end of that boundary because why would they have any resentment if you if you put your heart on the table, that's theirs to take up or not. And if they take it and they feel resentment towards that boundary, that's on them. But you led your heart completely open, honestly and transparently there's no resentment there Mm. like resentment it just it just completely until I was aware of it it completely took over my life and I just Mm. was so confused as to why I couldn't fully like build these you know strong genuine and safe connections with people and like show Mm. up with them with overflow and like unconditional love I was like no that's really hard why is it and that was the key all along Mm. And once again, it comes back to your relationship with self, right? Because what you said, like resentment really is just a lack of boundaries and that people-pleasing energy where you're not honouring your own. And so there Mm -hmm. becomes that big, heavy energy where rather than, like you said, accepting self-responsibility, we want to blame the other person, right? Mm -hmm. We want to blame them. We want to shame them. We want to make them the ones that are wrong when really it comes back to just taking that responsibility for, oh, I haven't held a boundary or a standard. Yeah. Mm. We just end up resenting ourselves. Yeah. 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 Because as humans, we want to connect. We want to Mm. build strong, safe relationships with other people. And sometimes we just haven't had a life experience or been given a path or had had a life experience that, showed us how to build safe and healthy relationships that have boundaries have standards have high levels of trust and no resentment like I would say 90% of people did not 
grow up in an environment that was conducive to that outcome and, mm. and that's and that's fine but it's just learning to see it to become aware of it to acknowledge it and then going okay what am I going to choose to do with this information because mm. at the end of the day we are primed on genuine connection when you have genuinely fulfilling connections relationships with people that are vulnerable and open and honest like it's a sense of solidity right it's a, it's a safety yes you can have so much safety in your sense of self but being safe in your sense of self and then using that as like an anchoring point for mm. other people that you allow into your energy and that build on top of that safety that you can tap into like the alignment of those friendships and relationships you're unshakable at that point yeah I love that I I posted a reel last night which said you know you say you want deep connections but you're still doing these things and mm. very much in line with this conversation it's like you're still complaining about the price of petrol like you're still bitching about Susie from high school that you know who she kissed 10 years ago like you are still um giving your best friend the silent treatment like all of these things which I would say mm. are quite low frequency I'd say in like air quotes but like they're quite surface level, which is the opposite of deep, right? And if you are still entertaining these behaviors, it's like, how do you expect to have those deeper connections when you're not, um, you're not holding that higher standard for yourself? Mm. Like the ultimate relationship builder is vulnerability. Mm. The ultimate other relationship builder is holding space, mm. whether it's for yourself or for other people. How vulnerable is it to have a conversation around something the price of petrol or something mm -hmm. that you you want to to you want to change and then mm. vulnerably leading the conversation actively entering into that conversation and leading mm. it a different way mm. doesn't matter what it is but mm. anything different than that anything that matches the energy of the relationship that you're wanting to build the level of depth mm. that you're wanting to experience mm. it's very vulnerable but mm very required if that is what you want that is what is going to be required of you mm. yeah for sure and too often we are just conditioned to this I call it I would say unhealthy connection like unhealthy unproductive versus healthy and productive and I think we've all been there especially as females like sisterhood wounds we all have them oh my gosh um, I was like I don't have any competitors <laughs> I don't have any sisterhood wounds was, like this time last year I was like uh yeah <laughs> we've got a bit of work to do there <laughs> yeah I love that so much um I was the same I was very naive to it for a, a long time um but yeah I would say when we realize that we all have them and we really look at how we have been connecting with other people then again it comes back to that part where there's no vulnerability like you said in complaining about the price of petrol so it's like connection is built off vulnerability so mm -hmm. It's an unhealthy connection where there's no vulnerability. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's definitely been evidence of that in my life. And mm. I was probably like, I shared, I, I, I used to share some things, but I wouldn't share very much. I'd be like, mm. I'll give you breadcrumbs and keep a lot to myself. And I was very vulnerable with myself. I was very self-aware of my own emotions of what I was going on inside of me didn't take any 
didn't have the tools and practices to like action it yet. But within myself, I was like, oh, I'm quite a vulnerable person. And I was vulnerable when I was going to parties, drinking two bowls of wine and then talking about <laughs> someone, a stranger yeah. that I met's life story for two hours. That mm. made me feel very vulnerable. But the besties that you meet in the bathroom of the club at 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I will literally sort out your whole life story. Like, honestly, <laughs> so many stories, so many actually like just incredible conversations mm. though. But it's that part of like vulnerability, vulnerability did not come naturally to me mm. at all. Like literally it was the worst of the worst. And there were so many times where because I was not vulnerable with what was going on in my life and my soul and what I could actually see, and I had the language to articulate it, but I didn't feel safe to express it with people. And this is not to say that those people weren't actually safe because they were. Mm. Things would happen in their life that I wanted to, that would have been incredible sources of connection and I wanted to be there for them. But I hadn't built that level of vulnerability and connection to be able to be the person to be there for that. It robbed me of so much connection of being there for people in very powerful moments of their life to build and strengthen a relationship with with friends, with family, with with people mm. and not being able to to do that because like taking self-responsibility, I hadn't shared that information or lent or ask for support from those people to strengthen those relationships in a vulnerable mm. way. Mm. And it's so, it's like, it's just factually sad. Like I, I yeah. just look back and go, fuck, if I just lent in, obviously we're doing the best we can with the tools we have at the time. Mm. But I just use it as such a, anytime something comes up in my life and I feel like I need to lean in for support, I lean in because I just know it's just as much about me in that moment. And it absolutely is about me sharing that thing as it is to strengthen that relationship and be about the other person at some point in mm. our existence, that that is going to allow them to be the permission slip for them to be vulnerable as well. Mm. I love that. And that just brought me to something that I've learned quite recently. And I feel like you'll be able to relate to this because it's an age thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's well, 27. In my opinion, <laughs> we're so old and wise now. Um, no, but I mean, look, I know people who are 23 and have probably learned this lesson. So that was just one big fat projection, but here we are. Mm. So something that I have just realized in the last few weeks is over the last few years, I've been through many friendship breakups and similar to what you were saying, where we couldn't actually meet each other in that level of connection. And there was always like at the end of it, you know, like, we're just not aligned or we're not on the same path and like you know I'll celebrate you from afar and I'll you know I'll continue to support you just from a distance that sort of thing and I think there was a part of me that was like okay but like this is the end we'll never ever reconnect kind of thing but (laughs) I have learned recently like when you can end it in that beautiful way there is always that chance to reconnect as well so Mm. I'm not sure if you've experienced this but I kind of wanted to share that with you just for you perhaps to release a bit of where you feel like oh I could have done this better it's like just trusting that when the time's right you'll reconnect because I know you believe in the Mm. universe and I know you trust that that bigger power and it's like I'm just fully choosing to trust now that whoever's meant to be in my life will I know you believe that as well but it's Mm. also like 
in the future, like things can end and then they can reignite. And I think that's so beautiful because when you do reignite, it's like, first of all, your souls know each other, right? Like you just mm. know each other on a deep level. But secondly, yeah. you're coming, you're you're almost starting fresh from a place where it's like, we're at the same level now. And so I've recently had that with someone where I've reconnected and, you know, we quote unquote ended our friendship like two years ago and it's just been so beautiful to reconnect and and Mm. meet each other at this level or like Mm -hmm. in these versions of us. And another thing to that is I saw this reel and I think I'm going to refabricate it. I saw this quote. I think I'm going to put it on a reel. And it was like, um, how did it go? And I'm going to butcher it because that's what I do best. But it said something like there is something so beautiful about those connections where they have witnessed multiple versions of you and they've still hung around, right? It's something Mm -hmm. like that. They're, you know, they're Mm -hmm. still your friends. And when I reflect on that, I'm like, yeah, wow. Like I've got friendships that are maybe five plus years and holy shit they have seen a lot of versions of me and they have seen all my wounds and they've seen me try to push them away and like all the things but there's yeah and I just think that is so beautiful and obviously for anyone listening who values growth it's like wow to have someone who can hold you in that growth is Mm -hmm. really special yeah yeah two things on that one thank you Tali I said to Tali before this episode I was like I feel like I'm gonna cry today and I definitely had some tears when you were speaking about that and very much the the way in which we choose to lead ourselves in alignment and authenticity in any given moment is always it's not only for our own higher purpose it's also for the the purpose of the collective like how you choose to lead yourself and realign your life like a realignment is messy it's chaotic but it's required of you to to live a life that you truly desire and is actually Mm. the one that is right for you and sometimes in the in the release or the the breakup or in the the untwining of your life with someone else in whatever capacity that is it's the untwining that teaches not only you but the other person lessons as to how they want to live their life maybe mm. in a completely opposite direction which is so in alignment and perfect for them and the same for you mm. but if you don't if you don't choose to go on your path you actually can't let someone else go on theirs mm. you're not only robbing yourself of your own authenticity and alignment and the deepest depth of experience whatever that means to you but also also of the other person who is receiving a to put it frankly, like a half-assed friend or half-assed yeah. relationship that isn't in alignment. What are you doing? Like what, <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? But like what purpose? Is that serving your higher mm. purpose? Is it serving theirs? No. Yeah. Like you're not only here to live life for yourself, you're here to be, to heal you and also heal the collective. So just like a very long-winded side note on that. But, <laughs> but also the that part of like someone can be in your life and see very so many versions of you like oh. my partner that we've got and just I just I keep calling my partner but he's actually my fiance yeah and I'm just always say it's so silly but 
my fiance, like we've been dating for 11 years. We were 16 when wow. we started going out. Like it's a fucking wow. long time. I, and I you just can just imagine. <laughs> I love but you it. Can, imagine how many different versions of myself and absolutely think fuck I'm not the same version of myself when I was 16 like thank the lord yeah but there have been so many versions and so many dreams that I Mm. wanted or that I thought I wanted and then died and changed and shifted in versions of himself and what he wanted Mm. and being able to support and not always understand but always support and trust that if it's meant to work out and and again like from very early on I was talking to to someone about this the other day but like my partner and I did long distance for a year he went to Japan and taught English and I traveled to like random places with random people and by myself and it was the greatest time ever but I just knew I had this like deep and annoying and and life experience when I was younger that if we didn't do what was on our heart, if we both didn't get to experience what we want to experience, we're going to resent the fuck out of each other. Mm. And we're probably not going to end up together because we're not the versions of ourselves. We're not our highest versions. We're not our fully expressed self. So we're going to feel un- unaligned and unfulfilled and then not be the best version for each other. And like, yeah, doing solo travel and stuff, like it's not always someone, something that people have understood and that I've held a lot of projections around going oh like you go on travel like travel by yourself like do you Mm. not have a good relationship like do you want to get away from them Mm. like I've held all the projections under the sun about wanting to solo travel for months and months by myself Mm. or how could you let him go do you trust him everything but it's just like fuck the version of you that comes back from time on your own when you're in a relationship like you have so much to talk about your life is so much more excitement because you let yourselves live Mm. yeah and I think something that's so important and bear in mind I'm saying this seven years single my last long-term relationship was in (laughs) high school well end of high school um and that was three years but what I noticed when we ended that relationship was that we had very much merged into the same person like we Mm -hmm. had the same hobbies we had just the same everything and that's coming back to what I was saying at the beginning of the episode where we are heavily heavily influenced by the people that we surround ourselves with Mm -hmm. Um, but then number two it's like it really made me realize how important it is to have your own personal journey like there's a um, concept I heard on a podcast years ago about relationships credit to Corey Boutwell and Chloe Brummage. I don't know if you know them, but anyway, they um, mentioned you've got yourself, you've got the other person, and then you have the relationship, right? There's mm-hmm. three entities. And I think that's just always stuck with me because it's so mm-hmm. important to have yourself, to have your own individual process mm. feelings, like journey, right? Yeah. And for them to have theirs. But to know that you also deeply support each other in that Mm. and then there's that journey if you will or growth that happens within the relationship Mm -hmm. so it's really just separating that to make sure that you are still doing your own thing and the things that light you up and still filling up your own cup and everything Mm. but then you're also taking time out well Mm. time out I don't know not the right not the right phrasing there but 
you're you're living independently mm, and in aspects of their life but also there's the relationship aspect as well like you're you're looking to both of those things I think rather Mm. than just like it's so common for people to like I did in my first relationship just become a carbon copy of each other right Mm -hmm. and then that's when you leave the relationship and you feel so fucking lost like who the fuck am I yeah yeah (laughs) you get lost in someone else's dream Mm. I dated someone recently who that was like his fear was like I don't want to lose my independence and I was like like I see you in that like I wouldn't let that happen (laughs) (laughs) yeah hyperware actually (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. That's a, that's the thing like you 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 as your own self your relationship with yourself you've come here as a soul with a mission and vision of whatever that looks like to you whether it's something specific or a way of being like whatever it is to you you've come here with that they've come here with something else when Colin was like oh I want to go live in Japan for a year I was like I don't want to fucking do that actually yeah. I don't want to do that I don't want to move somewhere and stay in one place for a year I couldn't think mm. of anything worse to do that so I'm not going to do that I'm going to do something Mm. different but support you to do that and Mm. that's the thing like we went off and lived our own life but then we came back and we have we still shared the same love for like travel and experience and connecting with people and like there's things that we have together and there's things that we have by ourselves that oh my goodness like I would not Colin has no he pretty much not that he has no idea what I do in my business because he does (laughs) because he is my beautiful offloading um sponge for <laughs> my ADHD brain uh, which I love, I love him so deeply for yeah. but he has no interest in doing any of this work any of the the, the business the coaching women like mm. that's not his thing actually yeah. and that's absolutely <laughs> fine like thank fuck it's not his because it's mine <laughs> you know like it's actually yeah. my thing and yeah what the things that he loves to do in his spare time and and like most of them I'm like oh gosh I could not think of like not that I couldn't think of anything worse because it's still like a support thing but it's just like yeah. I have no interest in like getting a motorbike and mm. like going on big trips and like he has friends to do that but we get to do things together such mm. as literally 90 I'd say 90% of the rest of our life everything is like the same and we have the mm. same interests same values same energetic like the things that we desire for our life are very similar morals and all of that that the hearts are aligned but the interest in self not so much and that's perfect the 10 percent of the things you get to do so independently like that's mm. where you get to thrive and they're actually the aspects of anyone who like I cannot give you any dating advice because <laughs> as I've just said dating <laughs> advice not great but if there's anything if I can imagine myself as a single person mm. the things that you love to do that light your heart and soul on fucking fire those are going to be the things that magnetize the person that looks at those things that you love so deeply that set just they are your soul's purpose and the person that is attracted to your life is going to go wow they know who they are they know what they want and they go and get it and that's so attractive that's so magnetic I've got no idea what that is I have no interest in understanding but I know that they know their own heart enough to like Mm. see what that is and that's Mm. really attractive yeah yeah I love that because I think like when I first so 
single for seven years, dating for about six months. Like I was with this realization, um, like I've been on and off dating apps and all the things, but I actually ended it with someone. It was very short term. I'd say it was like two weeks, but um, it's interesting because I would say my standards for a relationship, because I do in my relationships, um, a non-negotiable for me is depth. It's like, it doesn't actually matter how depth and authenticity, it doesn't matter how short term it is. Like mm. that was serious, you know, like just because of the, the standard that I set and what I'm looking for and all the things. But um, anyway, that was a slight digression. But what I was going to say is he, our jobs couldn't have been further apart. He had no fucking idea what I was talking about. And same with him. No interest mm-hmm. different language. <laughs> but I would say a few years ago, it was like I thought I was a PT at the time. I thought that I had to date another PT or else our worlds just wouldn't work, you mm-hmm. know, and it's interesting to see the growth in that. But I would even say from a shadow work perspective, it's like when you are overly identifying as XYZ. So for me, it was like, I'm a PT and I can only see a PT and overexpressing all of that. It was like mm-hmm. actually cock-blocking yourself from a lot. Like you don't have to, whilst I say be the energy you want to attract, that's very much based on characteristics and traits, not so much the external of your job or the, mm-hmm. the common interests. Like whilst, yes, you've got to have common interests to some level, it's like I feel like there's just so much more to it right Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like this is just this is something that we could speak for like three hours on this like single topic because like Colin and I we are so we're so similar it's funny who who thinks we're really similar and who thinks we're really different like it depends on like the intimacy that they know us as individuals and as a couple Mm. but like for me and my perspective like Colin could not be like more not more opposite but he's definitely on the other end of the spectrum of so many things than me like I I would not shy away from working from literally like yesterday I worked from like 7 a.m to like 9 p.m and I was like Love. let's fucking She's go in like, her grind era I'm in, a, I'm in my grind era my grounded <laughs> hustle we still had time for daily connection and all the things mm, it's just of course we've mastered it over many many years but <laughs> the thing is with Colin he's like oh my gosh just He's the grounding aspect of my life that I'm like, cool. I always know that we went for a walk yesterday morning, like mm. still went for a walk, like still had quality time, mm. but we went for a walk and he's like, are you doing too much? And I was like, no, I'm absolutely fine. Like mm. it looks like a lot, but it's all good. And he's like, cool, trusting. But there's yeah. always that aspect of like, we're so different. Like he would not, he would not want to live his life like I do. Mm. And I don't want to necessarily live and work like he does but he has so many parts of his life where he has presence in his day and he does exactly what he wants and he works Mm. just as much as he wants to. And it's like, he has so many other elements that actually are really, really important for me to look at and go, wow, that's actually really important. Like, how can I bring those things into my life without losing myself? So it's always part of like, you don't have to be them, but there's always going to be, they're a mirror for the things that you can still deepen. Like, relationships of the episode the podcast that I dropped yesterday like Colin was a huge mirror for me in relationships where he 
had so many conversations with me around like I'm keeping my circle small I'm only spending energy with people that reciprocate it and that I feel really connected to and I was like oh my goodness like that's crazy <laughs> like two years ago yeah. but seeing him carry himself like throughout that and the results and outcomes that he has had that's not where I was at in my journey at the time but then when it was I was like oh wow mm. you know like, it's not how you live your life but it might be yeah I think it comes down to values like whether you're aware of them or not because I think I hear of a lot of relationships where the men aren't like the females are very into personal development and, and doing the inner work and all that and the men aren't like advertedly is that the right word like they're not exclusively doing the work but they're doing the work do you mm-hmm. know what I mean like that's yeah. just it's just natural for them so for Colin yeah. to come to you and and say like this is what I want small circle like deep connections like rah 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 like that's him doing the work but I think it's I think the masculine healthy masculine is very they're doing you know like they're very Mm -hmm. productive and rather than speaking about it which is maybe where we get caught in doing the work I say Mm -hmm. chatting about it (laughs) (laughs) um Mm. they just do you know so they don't talk about it they just do that's just their natural instinct and so I think that's why a lot of men won't like they won't say that they're into personal development because they're not really they're just doing it if that makes Mm. sense and crazy concept the people Mm. the five people that are closest to you if you're Mm. someone who is on your growth journey you're into personal development you're spending every little percent of your day in presence or growth or whatever imagine the mirror neurons of the other person that lives with your partner or your flatmate and I have so much evidence of this now like we have a a beautiful friend and flatmate that we live with now Mm. it's like there are things that I do I don't say anything Mm. but it's not to say that they don't do personal development like they're not a coach but like not everyone needs to be to do the work the greatest teacher is life of all right but I'll do something like I went for a massage on Sunday night got home last night I was like oh Colin where's my flatmate and he's like oh she's getting a massage she said she'd take a leaf out of your book I didn't have a conversation like this is the thing it's like geez like if you're doing the work like imagine like like unhumble yourself for a second yeah like fuck I'm actually being a really powerful influence on people by osmosis by energetics by magnetism by leading myself powerfully and relationships you don't need to talk about it let your energy speak for you yeah and they Mm. live with someone who is leading themselves and they're being literally so it's such in close proximity with someone like isn't that enough yeah if that's what they choose to do if that's enough for you like live your own life and whatever you value and what you desire choose that but I kind of, I got to this point, I was like, actually, actually, like, they, there are people in my close proximity that are living with me, and they're taking action on that, they don't need to do anything, or sign Mm. up for anything, they're just doing, and I get to be a part of that, it just looks so different to what, how I do it, and that's perfect. Yeah, I have an interesting conversation I want to bring in, (laughs) I feel like it's controversial, but something that you mentioned was, um, you know, you don't have to be a coach to do the work. And it's Mm -hmm. so true, obviously. But 
I actually wrote this in my notes to be a, a post on Instagram and I've contemplated. She's a content queen this week. <laughs> Fucking do it. Yeah, I'm on my content game at the moment. Love. <laughs> Very much so. Um, but I wrote this. Mindset coaches are the most fucked up of them all. <laughs> and to put it like literally, yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. And why I say that is because we're so hyper focused. It's our whole world, right? We're working, we're doing the inner work with clients, we're doing it on ourselves. Like we are very much aware of everything, personal development within mm-hmm. us and and within other people and it can be a bit of a slippery slope where it's like you get so caught up on it and almost like overdo it and I'm sure everyone's been there but mm-hmm. really there's a flip side to this where it's like okay we're hyper aware of what's going on but that self-awareness that is amazing we've got the emotional intelligence you know we're also because we're so aware we know when we're out of integrity and we're not embodying these things. And like, there's obviously a duality in it, but I think it's just a funny thing because this was mentioned to me, I reckon like three years ago um, by another mindset coach was like, it was like just a joke of like, we're the most fucked up of them all. <laughs> it's like, it's funny because it's kind of true, you know, because again, mm. from a shadow work perspective, when we're over expressing and over identifying with a concept of self, um, I, I I think not everyone will understand that conversation. Some people will just take it as mm-hmm. a reason to, you know, shame mindset coaches. <laughs> but I, I just think it's funny because I'm like, mm. yeah, it's I can see the truth in that. <laughs> The, the thing about anyone's life purpose, what they're here to do, like I truly believe that your your biggest wound, your greatest challenge, your the thing that you in your life will be, you'll be initiated into and there'll be themes or one constant theme. Like the bigger that thing is or the deeper or more constant or consistent or just the volume of that thing in your life. Mm. that is your greatest learning yeah that greatest learning becomes your greatest asset and then it becomes your kind of life force of your purpose Mm. so when I think to my own journey why am I so incredibly passionate about the unconscious mind Mm. about regulating your nervous system about tapping into your soul and trust in God and the universe Mm. because there was a version of me that had to and still does deeply experience learning mm. to come powerfully from a place that that did not exist yeah yeah mm. love <laughs> lost for words and you can like, and you can relate that to anything in your life mm. marathon runners mm. they don't just run a marathon there'll be something within them and they deeply experience marathon running for years and years mm. of their life and they yeah they work hard at it that becomes their life force and their purpose any any sport any leader it's anyone that you can fucking literally but like in the best way like a healthy obsession yeah, i would say a healthy obsession to get you from a place of of pain or suffering mm. coming back powerfully from a story that 
you were telling yourself for many years of something that happened mm. to you or that you experienced and learning to live navigate life powerfully from that place mm. that becomes your greatest asset that's what you become known for like you think of anyone in life mm. oprah or whoever like name your person they're not just big or deeply embodied or integrated because they just popped out of the womb that way like they actually had to work fucking hard for it like yeah. i see someone and i see how magnetic they are and how confident or successful and i go wow they must have worked really fucking hard i wonder what their story is mm. yeah 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 so true so true i think there's different phases in your journey i was um reflecting the other day on when I would look at people who had it quote unquote like put together or their life was perfect mm. or whatever and I would make them wrong because I was like that's not authentic because at the time I couldn't hold myself in in my truth so I had to share it with everyone I had to share my life and that's that was my version of authenticity at the time now I look at someone and who has it quote unquote put together and shows up perfectly on the scenes and I go holy fuck their levels of emotional intelligence to be able to hold you know everything going mm -hmm. on behind the scenes as well as showing up powerfully on the scenes I'm like fuck like they've worked on themselves you know they've got high levels yeah. of emotional intelligence <laughs> yeah like no one's immune to make that wrong I was like they're hiding you know <laughs> they're not being real and raw like yeah again what I said earlier like you don't have to share every single little thing to mm. be authentic yeah just share when it's vulnerable and you genuinely think it's going to a connect but benefit the other person just mm. as much as it will benefit yourself yeah whether it's now or later yeah like there's that whole selfish versus selfless conversation where it's like you were talking before about um boundaries in a in a friendship and where you know we have to remember that we're actually serving the other person as well but so often people look at setting a boundary as selfish like you're only caring mm. about yourself but it's like no we're actually caring about the whole of the relationship or the friendship mm -hmm. um, and to me that is the most selfless thing you can do it's true like the most selfish thing to do in that situation of someone a friendship that you love but you don't want to have that conversation is to mm. ghost them and to not have a conversation and go out and I've had conversations True. with myself over the last few months I'm like is a conversation around this going to benefit the other person or is it selfishly me wanting to close the loop mm. and like going like is this really do I need that do I genuinely need that no okay don't have the conversation it's it's actually mm. It's like yeah. selfless, selfish. It all comes down to the same thing. Like, like, are you doing it for you? Like genuinely from a place of like, I need this to close the loop, to continue with my life and like that gets to be perfect. Or is it like, oh, that would feel so much better if I just like have this conversation, make this other person feel really unsafe and unsettled and not have like a very clear boundary as to what that actually looks like. Like, it's like, it's, it's just kindness at the end of the day. Like, are you being a kind, honest, integ and integrity human? Mm. Yeah, I feel like this is a conversation that I've been sitting with lately of like, I have no tolerance for ghosting 
right? Especially in the dating scene. However, sometimes your boundaries don't actually need a conversation. Sometimes they don't actually need to be communicated. So I think there's a difference between not having a conversation around boundaries and ghosting. Like there's a very clear difference. But Mm -hmm. um, I think as well, like, you know, if you're out in public and do you know what? This has actually happened to me before. (laughs) A few years ago, it's so gross. But anyway, I was out at the shops walking past this. I don't know if he was on crack or what. This guy, he looked homeless. (laughs) Say no more. Anyway, he slapped my ass like walked past me and slapped my ass and I was with my sister and my sister just went off her head and she was like what the hell like who does that like and I just was like surrender like I was just like you know I'm not having a conversation about this even though it's my body and a boundary for me is like you know certain people cannot touch my ass thank you very much yeah. <laughs> this is gold. Like, do not touch. Um <laughs> I worked very hard to build this up. Um, yeah. no, but anyway, it's like you're not really gonna have a boundary conversation in that instance, right? You're probably not no. gonna communicate a boundary to someone that you're never gonna see again and just save your energy for those who deserve a a conversation around your boundaries. So I think mm. that's an interesting one to reflect on when you are setting boundaries with people, like, is it actually necessary to have a conversation, an external conversation, communicate the boundary? Or is this just an internal boundary that I get to keep and I get to move with? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, like, it's a relationship. It's a two-way street. And there's definitely been, like, I was talking to my friend about this the other day, about a certain situation in my life. And it's just, at any time, I'm not going to ha- open up that conversation. But if the other person in a relationship opens up a conversation with me, mm-hmm. I will be open and honest and integrity with that conversation. Yeah, Like that gets to operate too. Mm-hmm. And being the person on the other side of that that exact equation, it's like I see how it's felt either way. So I know exactly what I'm entering into. Mm-hmm. I hear, I've, I've been healing the shadow around being that version of myself that doesn't just you know offload everything because it doesn't actually serve the other person and just understanding that relationships are a two-way street a conversation can always be open from the other side it's like who are you then as well Mm. who are you when other people set boundaries with you Mm. yeah do you respect them or Mm. Do you lose your marbles? (laughs) Yeah. And that reaction will show Mm. you how safe you feel to set boundaries yourself. Mm. Yeah. Mirror. Mirror work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Okay. I hate to be the one to wrap this up, but my dog, Ollie, is losing it right now. I don't know if you can hear We knew this time would come. Yeah, I know. And he's done honestly so well, but he's like at the window, he's seen me, which I thought would be a good thing. I thought it would make him feel safe. But he's like, yeah, but he's like, you're so close. You're so close to me. Yeah. No, that is perfect. Dali, thank you so much for this conversation. And just like, I'm just looking at the time going, oh yes, a conversation indeed. But I feel like this just went in so many different ways, but it's Mm. there's just so many there's no there's not like the action points but there's so many things in which 
will resonate with people and I think just being able to speak about situations and things and and storytell a little bit that they can resonate and, and bring into their life it's this is literally like I'd say one of the biggest conversations like relationship yeah. purpose safety like mm. it's it's so important and just being part of that conversation around healthy relationships around putting yourself on uncomfortable places being vulnerable and at the ultimate end like being deeply fulfilled and connected like that yeah. is that is living so thank you so much that. for the conversation you are it's so welcome beautiful. it's been such a pleasure honestly and like you said we could speak about this for hours and actually let's just invite your audience to drop in your dms or mine if they want a part two <laughs> yeah if you want a part two if there was something you, like you didn't touch on this then yeah, yeah go ask us that. a question <laughs> very open to that honestly yeah Yeah. that'd be awesome for sure Tali thank you so much I will I will talk to you soon everyone listening thank you so much for tuning into this podcast as mentioned jumping into my DMs I'd love to hear how that landed for you and I will talk to you guys next week have a great week bye amazing bye Hello, my lovelies. I'm interrupting this episode to talk about Grounded the Mastermind. Grounded the Mastermind is kicking off at the start of 2024, and this is for the service face honey who is wanting to lead themselves in a grounded and regulated state and seeks the tools, the knowledge, and the power to be able to do so. Being grounded is not just putting your feet in the grass, and while that is powerful and will help, it is so much more than the grounding practices that we will inevitably go into through the 10 teaching pillars each fortnight throughout the five months. Grounding is a way of being, and grounding is a feeling of being so anchored in who you are that you feel this unwavering and unshakable sense of inner fucking peace. If this sounds like you and you want to spend five months with an incredible intimate group of women who are all along the same path, Grounded the Mastermind is for you. Send a message into my DMs and check out if it is the right space, if it aligns with where you are at your job and the person that you are. And I would love to talk to you in my Instagram DMs. Chat to you there. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the On The Fucking Vibe podcast. More than anything, more than giving us a follow, subscribing to our channel, doing all of the things, sharing this on your stories. I would love you to share this episode with a friend that you know that this would resonate with. I want you to share and and be vulnerable and share what comes up for you and start normalizing the conversations in your life that you want to have by sharing this episode with a friend or on your stories. Again, I would also personally love to hear your takeaways from this episode what came up for you what you're taking away and what you're wanting to claim and normalize for your fucking life so much love have a great fucking day